Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life and to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 15, and the topic for today is achieving success. It's one of those topics that's rather critical to the fundamentals of what makes us feel like we've achieved what we intended to achieve in life, and also how we enjoy our life day to day. You know, I had a slogan for years on my desk that motivated me with regard to keeping in mind the objectives that I had on this topic, and the saying went as follows, do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path, and leave a trail. That was inspirational for me, and I would like to share with you a number of ideas from from my own past experience, as well as from my readings on this topic and the experiences of others as well. And starting off with the experiences of others, I've also received feedback from a number of you that you also really enjoy the quotes that I I review at the beginning of these uh, sessions, typically. And the last time we didn't actually uh, include a set of quotes and this time I'm back to including some quotes and on the topic of success there are some really good quotes so let me start off with one by Bob Dylan who says a person is a success if they get up in the morning and get to bed at night and in between does what he wants to do Monty Hall says actually I'm an overnight success but it took 20 years Woody Allen says, 80% of success is showing up. Albert Einstein says, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Malcolm Forbes says, too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they are. Dale Carnegie says, Flaming enthusiasm backed by horse sense and persistence is the quality that most frequently makes for success. An unknown author says, Some people dream of success, while others wake up and work hard at it. And similarly, another unknown author says, Most look up and admire the stars. A champion climbs a mountain and grabs one. And lastly, Mahatma Gandhi says, As human beings, our greatest lies not so much in being able to remake the world as in being able to remake ourselves. Some really good uh, thoughts there, I think, on the whole topic of success. And some themes that I'll go through as well as we go through the set of 10 items I've put together to share with you today that I think are rather key to the whole concept of success. And the first one starts off by suggesting that you set, document, visualize, and own your goals and sub-goals. Basically, you have to decide what success would mean for you. This is a very individual thing. You really have to step back and decide what would being successful really be for you? Visualize, as I had mentioned in the one of the first episodes in this series, and if you haven't listened to it, 
might want to go to uh, see it, where we really talk about the whole notion of, uh, and it goes into much greater detail during that session, I just wanted to mention it here, of really trying to uh, determine, for example, looking back on your life, what you would have liked to have achieved if uh, somebody or like yourself looking back on your life. So you want to be able to identify what fundamentally is really important to you that you would like to achieve and then uh, go through the process of, as this number uh, one item talks about, to basically establish that, document it, meaning write it down. Don't just think about it. So just write write down whatever that goal is, whatever the content might be. Then, very importantly, to visualize it. Visualize you having achieved that goal. And also, very importantly, to think through, as we've talked about in several of the uh, podcasts uh, over the course of this series, the whole notion of also identifying sort of sub-goals. What are the steps that will get you to that uh, ultimate goal uh, as well? But what's really important about all of this is really stepping back, first of all, and thinking about what it is that would uh, be success for you, and then writing it down, visualizing it, and then really owning it in moving forward. Number two is assessing your abilities, resources, as well as the deltas that may exist, the actual differences between what your abilities might be and what might be required for your goal. This is really important to think through. And that's the quotes that we talked about with the notion of, you know, dreaming of your goal and never really getting there. And so the suggestion to really get uh, moving on it really also comes down to some of the time being very realistic about what it is that you could achieve. So th- this doesn't suggest that you shouldn't be ambitious, that it shouldn't, that you shouldn't be, you know, reaching for the stars and grabbing one, but also being uh, realistic about what it actually takes to get there in order for you to plan the, the work that you're going to need to do to get to that uh, goal, uh, as well as perhaps thinking um, and rethinking, you know, the goal itself somewhat. People are earlier on in their career, in their life, they might well have a goal you know, of being the greatest basketball star in the world. Well, there are not that many people that achieve that. doesn't mean that you shouldn't be uh, having that as your goal, but it might also be appropriate to think about, okay, well, what are some of the other uh, aspects of success that uh, you might want to go for as well? What might be a backup plan with regard to achieving what you define to be something that would be successful, you know, for you. But so the, the notion here is to, to, number one, is to set that goal and really identify what it is, what success would mean to you. And also then to map into this number two of really assessing where you are currently. What do you really need in order to get to you know, that goal? And uh, what difference is there between the state that you're at currently in terms of, say, abilities, knowledge, or skill? and uh, what it'll take in order to really achieve that uh, that goal, whatever that goal may be. And this might be um, a, a larger scale, you know, what you want to be in life type of set of goals in terms of success, but this can also apply to situations where you're talking about some, some sub-goals, some aspects of your life, not necessarily the, the entire, you know, life uh, purpose that uh, we're talking about here uh, either. So this can refer to a particular hobby that you may want to be successful at. These these steps apply equally to that as well. But it mostly has to do with 
the overall objective of the various aspects of your life to be able to uh, identify what might be success and how you can achieve it. So number two then is to assess your abilities and also the resources, the, what, what it is that you need in order to get to achieve that uh, goal successfully. Number three is consider any biases, any childhood fears, parental pressures, things like that. A large number of failures that people uh, experience when you really look back at it when they really are honest with themselves they realize that either that the goal was really not theirs that they were trying to achieve something that was in fact something that a parent may have wanted for them and they didn't really believe in it themselves or it might have been their own goal but that uh, parental or other uh, influences just uh, made them so lacking in confidence in achieving the goal that they uh, sort of sabotage their own, their own efforts. could also be that they just have some, some fears uh, of success that, and that a lot of these may actually also have at, at, at their base, at their origins, a lot of early experiences as well. So it really takes some thinking about when you consider the goals and for success that you identified in number one, to really step back and think about what kinds of things are really behind your objectives with regard to the, that set of goals for success. Where do they really come from? Are they really internal to you? Is it really what you want to achieve? And that's really important that it is, I think. Uh, as well as what kinds of things may be out there that may sabotage your efforts in this area. You've got to really recognize those and work on those as well as you start to put your plan in place to achieve your goals as well. Number four is factor in the context, your overall, you know, family arrangements, kids, you know, balance. If you're early on in your career, if you're fairly young and you haven't yet you know, let's say you're not married yet, you don't have kids yet, you have to think about as you plan out your goals for success and whatever you define that success to be, think about what other factors may be important in it as well. Is it something that is going to take up 100% of your time, uh, that you're going to have to uh, fundamentally adjust your life because this thing is going to take over? Things that are like that often don't uh, aren't, aren't uh, that successful because then if you come into a situation where other things in life become more important like relationships and family and the like then sometimes it's difficult to stick to that kind of a goal for success so it's important i think early on and then also later on to reassess what the overall balance in life is the the greatest successes i think are where somebody really is well balanced in terms of various aspects of their lives that tend to be more diverse as individuals and often much more successful at uh, whatever they choose to do as opposed to having a single-minded determination to do one thing and ignore all other aspects of, of life. So it's, it's important, though, to think through those aspects and to really work with, if you have a, a partner, if you've got other important people in your life, to work through the details of what, for example, sacrifices during various parts of life may well be required in order to achieve these kinds of uh, goals, whatever goals you've set for yourself. 
but that's an important factor as well in overall success and can in fact be a factor in failure if you don't appropriately think about the relationship of these other aspects of the various other roles that you may have in life, whether or not you have those roles at this point in your life or not. Number five is education, training, and experience. This is fundamentally the thinking here that uh, you may well have a dream to be a whatever it is, but you also have to, as I was saying, number two, try to f assess where you are and what the difference might be in the state that you're in currently and what you need in order to be successful in whatever it is that you cho choose to do. You want to really make sure that you've got the appropriate education and training and then the experience to to achieve that. And uh, a lot of people again have a lot you know have this this dream of a goal will will not necessarily do the work necessary to go and do that work every single day keep in focus what it is that you want to achieve identify what it is that you need to do in order to get there and every day move yourself closer to that goal by actually going through and est establishing the basis the the fundamental you know education and training that you need uh, for it as well and it, it differs you know rather dramatically for a number of different goals. In certain cases, it uh, may not be as important. In other cases, it may be absolutely fundamentally and critically important, but it usually is a rather important aspect of achieving your uh, goals. Number six is to network, mentor, and be mentored. I've uh, talked about in previous episodes as well, the importance of linking to other people. This again is a potential recipe for failure if you've identified your goal you've set up your sub goals you're you know really working hard at uh, the education and training and, and getting experience in the in the area but what you really are missing is a lot of the unwritten rules the unwritten insights that others have that you can also get access to if you link up with others as well and so the suggestion here is to get a mentor get somebody who is already successful in whatever it is that you have set as your area of uh, success and get together with them get their experience and the insights that they've gleaned over the time that they've done whatever it is that they're they're doing and you can uh, very rapidly increase your likelihood of success in an area by just getting insights from somebody that's really experienced in it. So many, many years of book knowledge is, is something that uh, isn't even comparable to the amount that you can learn if you just really sync up with and talk with uh, somebody that is in the area and that has lots of experience. And a lot of that experience isn't written down anywhere. It's the kind of thing that you only get if you link up and talk to somebody that is experience there. Of course, you, you shouldn't be limited to only one person either. It might be various aspects of what it is that you want to achieve that you admire, uh, that one particular person handles one aspect of it really well. Hey, just contact them, you know, just informally ask them if you can just go get a coffee together, just want to ask some questions or whether you want to do an email exchange uh, with them. And then might be some other aspect of the whatever endeavor that you're going after with regard to the area of success that you're looking at and really follow up with another person that may have another aspect of that that they have as their area of expertise 
And now that's the notion of gathering the knowledge from others, you know, being mentored by others. But it's equally important for you to mentor as well. Fairly early on, I think it's useful to link up with other people that may be less experienced than you. And you can learn a lot by mentoring them as well. You'll also learn a lot from them, but you'll also learn a lot about yourself and what kind of a perspective you're now gaining on the topic area that you're working in. So I'm a real strong advocate of being mentored, mentoring others, and then overall very, very effectively networking. You know, I've talked to a number of people in this other podcast series that I run uh, looking at design leaders from across the industry. And what's really interesting about uh, many of them is that when I ask them the questions about how they uh, keep up, how do they tend to make their education an everyday one, uh, many of them mention the networking they do, the linkage that they have with key people in their lives that are rather critical to uh, various aspects of what it is that they do. It might well be that they link up with a particular person on a particular technology area that um, that person just keeps up with really well. Well, you can either spend many, 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 many hours researching that yourself, or you can just ask the person, right? Uh, now, this doesn't replace doing a lot of the fundamental education and training, but it's a very important and I think rather crucial additional area that a lot of people don't think about, especially if you're early on in your career, you're at university, let's say, and you're thinking about whatever career that you're you're thinking about, a lot of the time you don't think about the importance of really linking up to others that are in that field today. I think that's incredibly important to do. Number seven is to quote the, the Nike slogan, just do it. And a lot of people spend a lot of time planning the steps that I just mentioned up until the, this one are sort of all about how you'd go ahead and plan stuff, you'd write out your stuff, and all that's very important to do. But it's also really important at some point to really just get doing it. As several of the quotes said as well, lots of people think about, dream about, plan to do something, but the real difference between the people who truly actually achieve success and those that never quite achieve it and really just often think about it or dream about it is actually doing it. So every single day, going, looking at the stuff you wrote down, the visualization of your goals, for example, and what you determined that you needed to do in order to, uh, to achieve uh, those goals or sub-goals, and actually do it. Just force yourself every single day to achieve some aspect of what uh, your, uh, your plan involves, right? And it's important here, too, to make sure if that isn't normally within your comfort zone, if you're typically more of a kind of a planner type of person and more of a book knowledge type of person, and, for example, you're not that comfortable in you know, networking with others or contacting others, well, force yourself, right? Force yourself to do it, to, to uh, write that email, to phone that person, to have that uh, mentoring session, to sign up for that course or whatever. Just really get going on it and actually doing it. It's interesting that I, I uh, also came across a interesting uh, poster uh, that somebody sent me that talks about uh, act before you think. 
which is one of these areas I think, oh my God, we normally think the other way. Well, you can plan till you're blue in the face, but you need to actually get moving on it. So this whole notion of acting before you think is kind of a neat notion too of saying, hey, look, at some point you've done enough preparation, you've done enough planning, you've done enough education, you've done enough you know, mentoring, just get going uh, on it and force yourself to move forward. And also related to the last podcast we talked about, take some risks in order to really achieve what it is that you want to achieve. You're not going to know how to do it the first time, but you're going to learn, learn an awful lot if you do it right away. In fact, that's related to number eight, which is expect and learn to expect to get setbacks, uh, instances where you're not going to be successful, but you want to learn from them. You fundamentally have to be engaged in continuous learning, and the best way to learn is to actually go and do it, go and uh, get out there and actually take the action, and then learn from that. Uh, that's the way to improve, right? Like the the quote that uh, the hockey player Wayne Gretzky said, it's not the exact uh, wording, but it was something like, I've never scored a goal on a shot that I didn't take, right? In order to really move ahead, you need to actually go out there and do something. And if, you, uh, if you've gone and taken the risk and taken some steps forward in terms of the topic area that you're in and you failed at it, it didn't work all that well. Don't just wallow in grief about it and and be down on yourself. Instead, really identify those as being growth opportunities. Really think about it. You know, the night after you've uh, done that might have been, you know, a talk you gave somewhere, let's say, and you come back and say, well, why wasn't that, you know, effective? What what could I have done to improve it? Even ask others and ask your mentors. You know, what what would have been more effective in that case? And then the next time you go do it. You've got that learning, uh, you know, under your belt as well. And, and a lot of that, again, is just the actual experience of doing it. You can only learn so much if you are just uh, book learning it, so to speak. Uh, you have to actually get, uh, get out there and get experiential learning in a lot of cases as well. And the only way to do that is to actually go out there and do it, not be upset about uh, setbacks that you experience or minor failures that you experience. You just keep on moving and learn from it. And next time, be even more effective at it yet. Number nine is periodically reevaluate your progress and correct your course. This is, again, not one of these cases where you set yourself this big plan and you just execute on this thing and then reassess when you're on your deathbed, as we talked about in episode one, I think. You want to be able to evaluate and reassess periodically. And so I've talked in previous uh, podcasts where I talked about time management, that you have your your weekly planning efforts, like on a Sunday, for example, planning what you're going to do for the year, I mean for the week. And there are also, we've talked about the notion of uh, on a yearly or or twice yearly basis to step back and think about how you're doing. Uh, Think honestly about how you're progressing toward the goals that you're set for yourself, especially the sub-goals as well that are uh, easier to achieve because they're not the full-blown entire goal. You want to step back and see how you're doing, what's actually working well, what's not working well. Do you have to you know, get some more education? Do you have to get some more, edu- uh, some more experience? Do you have to even modify your goal you know, somewhat? You know, was it somewhat unrealistic you know, where you are uh, currently? And... Go through that thinking also when you do that reevaluation where you've had some success and you're bound to have had success. Also take the opportunity to congratulate yourself 
really celebrate that you've achieved some particular goal. Give yourself a treat. You know, uh, go buy yourself something. Go on a vacation. Go do something that expressly to yourself is a uh, celebration and a reward for having achieved your your goal or your your sub goal. We as human beings really work according to uh, war rewards and punishments. You know, when you look at the B.F. Skinner work from years ago, where uh, we're looking at reinforcement schedules. While we aren't quite like uh, rats and mice, we are surprisingly still very much influenced by the feedback we get, the positive or negative reactions and uh, events that happen after the things we do. And surprisingly, we can even arrange those for ourselves and increase the likelihood that we'll work hard, for example, to achieve the next sub-goal if we have even ourselves just given ourselves a pat on the back and some sort of reward for having achieved that uh, that sub goal so do the period periodic reevaluation of your progress toward your goals and uh, sub goals reset the course if that's uh, required also celebrate the uh, successes on the way as well the the smaller successes toward your higher uh, goal as well number 10 is do what you love and love what you do. Well, we talked about the notion of setting the goals and visualizing them in item number one. We really talked about this notion that you really have to make sure that they're truly your own goals. It's your own definition of what success would be, right? And the most important thing about that is that you should choose something and do something that you truly love. And I think that when I look at people's careers and see what, uh, especially from a career success point of view, what people are really successful, you'll really notice that people that have done something that they truly love, they truly have a passion for, they'll be successful at it because they so thoroughly enjoy it. Somebody that just chooses something as a career, let's say, because it'll, you know, give them lots of money or it might have prestige, but it's not fundamentally something that they really are passionate about. Not likely as, as others to be successful. Or even if they're successful in other people's eyes, in the sense that they may have the trappings of success, like, let's say, you know, a lot of money or prestige. But it really is, the most important aspect, though, is that your own sense of success? Do you feel successful? Do you feel satisfied that you're doing what you're doing and that you're doing it well? You know, uh, when you look at employee satisfaction surveys, you'll always find that things like money, uh, salary, is well down the list of the most important things to someone's satisfaction and their enjoyment in the job. It's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of three or four or five uh, as well. And what, what's interesting is that number one usually is making a difference. Truly feeling like the person has been effective at what they do and that the uh, work that they did made a real and really had an impact, made a difference. That's the number one most important factor in overall employee success. 
And how do you get to that level of success? Well, you better be doing something you truly love, you truly are passionate about, really doing a good job on it, and getting the kind of feedback that's uh, that's both intrinsic, meaning inside yourself, you feel like you did a good job because you just looked at the results of the work you did and you say, ah, man, did I nail that? That's exactly what I wanted to do. As well as extrinsic reinforcement, which is from others outside of yourself saying, hey, way to go. This is an amazing piece of work. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you are trying to, to achieve. So what's fundamentally important about all of this stuff is doing what you love and loving you know what you do as well so that's the overall summary of my 10 ideas for developing into skills and as we've talked many times before developing those skills into habits just really involves doing them a lot and getting better at it over time you know as well and once you've developed some of these things into real routine uh, skills they become habits now I wanted to also mention that uh, I've been very uh, pleased that uh, been getting a fair bit of feedback from uh, many of you and I have been going through that I wanted to mention one of the uh, bits of feedback that we got that's uh, both uh, email and a, a comment on the website and the show notes are on the website at lifehabits.podbean.com you can provide comments and ratings there, of course, as we've talked about before. There's a comment that was left by Rick, and he said, Congratulations on a fine podcast, Carl. Uh, your 10 points certainly hit home. I, and he's talking here about the Authentic Parenting podcast that I did a number of episodes ago, and so you can uh, listen to that one again if you'd like. He says, I particularly resonated with the discussion about limits. The point about, quote, I'll be the parent and you be the kid, uh, end of quote, uh, quote a book title, is key. I see an awful lot of best friend parenting styles where kids, including toddlers, run the whole show. Those situations seem to lead to a lot of stress and anxiety all around. I agree that kids appreciate and thrive with age-appropriate limits. On the topic of parenting, one very helpful audiobook I listened to recently that I think has helped with my parenting style is Scream Free Parenting by Hal Runkle. The book advocates cool parenting, keeping your cool rather than constantly resorting to yelling and knee-jerk reactions through the insight that you, the parent, are not responsible for making your children consistently behave in a certain way and that you're better off learning to focus on your reactions to your children instead. I think the cool parenting approach is a good enabler for many of the habits you outlined. Thanks for this podcast. I look forward to putting a couple of ideas into practice. Okay, so thanks for that comment, Rick, and encourage the rest of you to send in your comments as well. I'll put a, a link to the book that Rick recommends as well. I think I'll read that one uh, as well. So I'd like you to, to encourage you to provide uh, feedback, and you can always send me email as well at lifehabits at gmail. Com. As I've suggested in many of the previous episodes, also suggest that you go through and choose you know, one or several of the items that uh, I mentioned today as we talked about the whole notion of just do it. Choose one of the items that we've discussed and actually do it this week. Just uh, pledge to yourself that you will do something like establishing a, a mentoring relationship or 
really sitting down again and, and thinking about your goals and writing them down and visualizing what success in your goals might uh, be like. So uh, do something, choose any of these items, really get going on it this week and get back to me too as well with regard to any feedback you may have on any of this as well as any other topics that you suggest for this series as well. So with that, that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye for now.